Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible study in the book of Revelation. Tonight is study number three of Revelation chapter 13, and we're continuing to look at verse 1. And I stood upon the sand of the sea, and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. It's that last phrase in verse 1 that we're going to look at. Uh, during this study, upon his heads, the name of blasphemy. Again, the seven heads represent seven mountains, seven kingdoms, seven periods of reign, the perfection of the reign of Satan throughout all time, all history, since the fall of man into sin back in the Garden of Eden. And one name uh, upon all the heads, because it's consistent from uh, from periods of reign, from the Old Testament to the cross, to the New Testament church age, to the Great Tribulation. One thing that is consistent with Satan's reign over man, over the kingdoms of this world, is the name of blasphemy. Blasphemy applies to uh, all of Satan's rule since... The, the year 11,013 BC, when Eve and Adam fell into sin, and all the many thousands of years since. The blasphemy is characteristic of Satan's kingdom, and of course that blasphemy is against God. Now, uh, what does blasphemy mean? Blasphemy is a word that really is mocked. Uh, it, it's ridiculed if anyone says the word blasphemy or says that's blasphemy. You can be sure that it will be portrayed by any listening ear in the world as something being said by uh, someone holier than thou or someone overmuch righteous. It, it's a word that the world has... Um, identified as one of those words that, that holy rollers say. It, it, they view things as blasphemous and the world will mock that idea and, and make light of it and, and ridicule anyone who attempts to use that word. But blasphemy is a very biblical word. It's found dozens of times. It, it's, um, basically a transliteration from the Greek. There's three Greek words in Strong's Concordance. Number 988, which is the word found here in Revelation 13.1. Also the word before it, 987, and the word after it, 989. They're all very similar words, and they're all translated as blasphemy, and some other ways, some other English words, that would be good for us to look at because there's just um, certain connotations that go along with that word blasphemy 
it, it seems to mean certain things to certain people. Yet there is a biblical definition for that word. What does blasphemy mean? It's really not all that hard of a word to understand. It, it's pretty basic, pretty simple, once we allow the Bible to define it. And, and let's do that. Let's start by going to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians 4 and in verse 31. It says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Now the the same word, the same Greek word, blasphemia, that's translated as blasphemy in Revelation 13.1 is also found in, in the verse I just read, in Ephesians 4, verse 31. It's translated as evil speaking. When when God is speaking to the true child of God who has the Holy Spirit within, and the previous verse uh, tells us not to grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, well, this verse informs us things not to do that would grieve the Holy Spirit, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and blasphemy, evil speaking, be put away from you. Do not blaspheme. And and that means we certainly can. Especially if it means evil speaking. Have you ever spoken evilly of someone? Spoken evil of a person? That is blaspheming them. According to Ephesians 4.31. Or let's go to 1 Timothy 6 and look at verse 4. 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 4 says, He is proud, knowing nothing, but doting about questions and strifes of words, whereof cometh envy, strife, railings, evil surmisings. Now, where's the word blasphemy here? It's the word railings. It, it's speaking of someone who's not really a true believer. They're proud in heart, and they don't have um, true knowledge in the soul. They're just a Christian in name only, so they dote about questions and strifes of, of words. And what comes of that? Envy, strife, blasphemy evil speaking, and and along with evil surmising. And so we see that blasphemy, that same word, can be translated either as evil speaking or railings. And, and that is helping us to understand the, a fuller meaning, a fuller definition of what this word really is pointing to. Now, we find in the epistle of Jude, and Jude is the little one-chapter epistle before the book of Revelation, and I'm just going to, we're going to go from Jude to a few other verses. We're also going to look at, um, we were looking at 988, we'll also look at 987 in Strong's Concordance. Very similar words, translated very similar ways. There's basically no difference in the way God is using these words. And it says in Jude, verse 8, Likewise also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, 
and speak evil. That's 987, the word blasphemy. Speak evil of dignities. Yet Michael, the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses. Durst not bring against him a railing accusation. Railing is 988, the related word. They're not a blasphemous accusation. But said the Lord, rebuke thee. And then in verse 10, but these speak evil, 987 again, of those things which they know not, but what they know naturally as brute beast, in those things they corrupt themselves. So uh, here again, railing and speaking evil. Speaking evil of those things which they know not. And what does a natural-minded man know not? Spiritual things. Things that are spiritually discerned. Things such as the teaching of the Bible, because the Bible is a spiritual book, and in order to arrive at spiritual truth, you have to compare spiritual with spiritual, and and God opens up our understanding, and and the Holy Ghost teaches us doctrine that is spiritually discerned from the spiritual book, the Bible. Yet the natural-minded man doesn't understand any of that. And when the natural-minded man does not understand things, he speaks evil of those things which he understands not. He he doesn't understand it, so he will um, rail upon it. He'll he'll put it down. He'll speak against it. And and not only that, but he may say, oh, that's of Satan, or, or that's from a cult, or that's heresy. You see, these, these are words that they try to take, uh, from the Bible or, or have some sort of religious connotation like cult and, and to label, um, individuals and to label teaching so that it is revealed as being spoken against. Look, we, we speak against this teaching. We speak against this ministry, as the church did against Family Radio in in time past, we speak against e Bible Fellowship. They're a cult. We we speak evil of them. We we tell you they don't have the gospel, no salvation, and 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 slandering uh, goes on and on. It continues. It's Satan's uh, normative activity. The, the name of blasphemy is upon all seven heads. It's what he's done all through history. He speaks evil of the truth. He speaks evil of God, of the Lord Jesus Christ. He speaks evil of the people of God. As we saw in Revelation 12, when he couldn't destroy the man-child, he came after the woman, and he persecutes the woman, which means he follows after. And when uh, the woman does what comes naturally to God's elect and shares the truth that God has graciously opened up to her, then he'll speak evil of it. He's all prepared. He has his people ready and willing to assail the information, the doctrine that's coming forth from the word of God. Now, in Matthew 27... In Matthew 27, it, it's not just us, 
Uh, remember what Jesus said, if they have hated me, they will also hate you. And it says in Matthew 27, in verse 39, And they that passed by reviled him, wagging their heads. The word reviled is a translation of the word blasphemy. And and saying, here in Matthew 27, 40, Thou that destroyest the temple and buildest it in three days, save thyself if thou be the Son of God. Come down from the cross. See, they're full of mockery, ridicule, full of doubt and accusations and and just disbelief and disparaging remarks against the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. They blasphemed him by speaking evil of him. In Romans chapter 3, it says in verse 8, and, and this is uh, unusual translation, using two different English words of the Greek word. Uh, I think it's 988 of uh, blasphemy. In Re- Romans 3, verse 8. And uh, no, let me back up, I'm sorry, to verse 7. For if the truth of God hath more abounded through my lie unto his glory, why yet am I also judged as a sinner, and not rather, as we be slanderously reported, That is a translation of blasphemy. As we be slanderously reported, and as some affirm that we say, let us do evil that good may come, whose damnation is just. You see, what the true gospel and the true believers, the people of God were sharing of the true gospel, was slanderously reported. They they didn't take care to get it right, in other words. They heard some things that these Christians were saying, and it sounded a certain way to them, and that's what they told others. You know what they're teaching? What the, the Christians are saying, these followers of Christ? Well, they're saying that you do good, that you do evil, that good may come. And they weren't careful to get it right. And and I, I've noticed that, I'm sure you have too. And I hear other people say what e-Bible is teaching. And I think, where did they get that from? I've never said that. I don't know anybody associated with e-Bible that has ever said it. And yet there it is. They're, they're reporting it as though this is what e-Bible fellowship is teaching the Bible says. And we've never said anything near it. It was slanderously reported. Typical. Very typical. And, and of course, to those hearing it who have that natural mind, they understand not these things. They're prone toward evil speaking. They're looking for some ammunition to speak evil. They don't bother to check it out. They receive it as, oh yes, this is a fact. This is what they said. And then they begin to speak evil of us because, well, look at this. Look what they teach, and then they speak evil. Oh, well, how can any organization teach this? And la, 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 la. And and it's nothing but the fulfillment of what Satan does. He blasphemes and has been blaspheming God and his kingdom and his people and the teaching of God all through history 
It's nothing new, except it's certainly been amplified and magnified greatly in our present time, and especially with our modern means of communication. You can you can occupy yourself all day long with blasphemy if you're of a mind to, and just speak evil of the truth and go after um, someone you you think. Uh, of course, they think they're right. They think they have God on their side. But nowhere, nowhere in the Bible do you find God supporting the idea of speaking evil of anyone for any reason. Remember that verse or few verses we read in Jude? Michael, the archangel, and Michael is Christ, the chief messenger of God, did not dare to rail upon Satan. Now, if the Lord Jesus Christ would not blaspheme, speak evil of Satan, and if anyone deserves to be spoken evil of, it's certainly Satan, then we can be sure we are never justified. We are never in the right. We're never correct to begin railing upon anyone at all or or any doctrine at all. Uh, we, we had better be careful. We don't rail on doctrine. Uh, that That's a very dangerous thing. And uh, if we have time uh, before we, we end this study tonight, we'll, we'll take a look at a verse that uh, shows us why that's dangerous. In Romans chapter 14, in Romans 14, it says in verse 16, Let not then your good be evil spoken of. Blasphemy. See, it's it's not a word that's unusual at all. It's a very common word in the Bible. It's a word that has a very definite meaning, and 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 people do blaspheme. They blaspheme when they speak evil of good, when they speak evil uh, of God, when they speak evil of the the people of God. In First Corinthians four. Uh, I'll start reading in verse 12 into verse 13. And labor, working with your own hands, being reviled, we bless, being persecuted, we suffer it, being defamed, we entreat. We are made as the filth of the world and are the offscouring of all things unto this day. Now, where's our word blaspheme? It's the two words being defamed. Being blasphemed, we entreat. Being spoken evil of, we entreat or exhort. We we continue to declare the truth of the Bible. We don't let it hinder us. And, and by God's grace, we don't let it stop us. And, you know, the truth is that man can can and will and does say these things of God's people, it is um, how we are viewed and thought of by them, and all right, so be it. If we're spoken evil of for the right and proper reasons, well, that glorifies God. You know, it says in First Peter 4, in First Peter 4, verse 12, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you, but rejoice inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings, 
that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye. For the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their part he is evil spoken of. Well, now we can identify that phrase as being the word blasphemed. On their part he is blasphemed, evil spoken of, but on your part he is glorified. So we continue. Uh, uh, Yes, you may slanderously report against us. Yes, you may defame our character. You may accuse us of many things. You may speak evil of us. And and by the way, have you ever heard of a doctrine that um, that was spoken as much against or spoken as much evil of as the dual doctrines of the judgment on the churches? And many spoke against that and and called that heresy that the teaching that the Bible um, puts forth that the church age is over and. And the Holy Spirit came out of the midst and Satan is ruling in the churches. Oh, that received much abuse, much reviling from those in the churches and others. And there's only one doctrine, I think, that has been more spoken against and spoken evil of. And that's the doctrine that God has shut the door of heaven on May 21, 2011, and ended his salvation program. That particular doctrine has been vilified and, and, and people have expressed just tremendous, uh, vehement anger towards it and, and, and declared it the worst heresy ever put forth. And I, I really, I tell you, sometimes, um, just shake my head and and this isn't coming from the people of the world it's not even coming from the people of the church it's coming from former family radio listeners that now they well when nothing happened they no longer want anything to do with date setting no longer want anything to do uh, no man knows the day or hour they say and and they want nothing to do with the timeline of history and oh that that doctrine that that awful teaching of no more salvation and on and on they go they speak evil of it they speak evil of them that uphold it which are god's people just sharing information from the bible and here's the dangerous thing though we read in 1st Timothy chapter 6 you know, you, you can't just speak evil of a doctrine, and especially when that doctrine is supported by many scriptures, and think that you're not also speaking evil of the one who has given the doctrine. It says in 1 Timothy 6 and verse 1, Let as many servants as are under the yoke count their own masters worthy of all honor, that the name of God and his doctrine be not blasphemed. God and his doctrine. When we compare scripture with scripture, who teaches? The Holy Ghost teaches. And remember what God said in Mark 13? 
in, in, in that chapter dealing with the great tribulation and the end of the world in Mark 13, in verse 11, but when they shall lead you and deliver you up, take no thought beforehand what ye shall speak, neither do ye premeditate, but whatsoever shall be given you in that hour, that speak ye, for it is not ye that speak, but the Holy Ghost. So when, when God opens up information during the Great Tribulation, that hour, concerning the end of the church age, and people say that's heresy, and speak evil against it. They're speaking evil of the doctrine of God. They're speaking evil of what God himself has taken full responsibility for. And who was it? Who was it that moved in his people for years in advance and, and utilized the resources of, of the most faithful ministry on earth at that time for decades, family radio, to go forth into the world declaring Judgment Day, May 21, 2011, the day when the door of heaven would shut and salvation would be concluded and and never again would someone be saved. It was God who brought forth that information from his word to such a convincing degree that his people had absolute assurance. The Bible guarantees the day of judgment. And so it was proclaimed like never before in the history of the world. The whole earth had placed before the forefront of their eyes the declaration of judgment day on an appointed day. And you have until that time to experience God's grace and mercy and salvation if he be so pleased to save you and then salvation comes to a close God's the one that did that God's the one that has opened up information since as he has revealed the revelation of the righteous judgment of God in these days after that tribulation and an e-bible fellowship has put forth these things in study after study after study from Revelation and Daniel and Matthew and Jeremiah 50 and 2 Thessalonians 2 and and in many other places showing here's what God is doing. Here's what he did. Here's how we can understand what took place on that day of May 21, 2011. And these things are being reviled, railed upon, Spoken evil against like nothing has ever been that I'm aware of or that I've ever heard of. Why is that? Why is are these things so evilly spoken against? Is it because or does it mean that it's wrong? That, that it's just simply an error? No. Actually... Things that are in error, things that are lies, things that are deceitful, are widely accepted. They're they're embraced. They're uh, they're taken into the bosom. They're they're loved, and people love the lie. They hate the truth. Satan the, has the name of blasphemy all throughout his period of reign, and and the characteristic of the people that are in his kingdom has taken upon 
that name of blasphemy, to speak evil, not of the lie. They don't bother to speak evil of the lie. They don't bother to speak evil of free will. They don't bother to speak evil of tongues or or just you name it. All the lies that are out there, it's the truth that is reserved the venom. It's the truth that is uh, pronounced as wicked and heresy. It's those that are identified with the truth that are cultish. It's those that are following the way of Christ that are that are spoken evil of. And the doctrine of Christ is spoken evil of. It is blasphemed. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.